The question is this, what is it that has some of us find our way to the top of our game, to overcome adversity and challenges, resistance and self-sabotage, to rise from the ashes time and time again? What is it that has everyday people just like you and I act boldly in the name of their passions and live out their wildest dreams in this lifetime? That is the question, and this podcast has the answers. My name is Carrie McCauley, and this is Choose Unstoppable. Hello, and welcome to Choose Unstoppable. My name is Carrie McCauley, and today we are joined by Natalie Clune. Let me tell you a little about her. She is a reinvention after 40 enthusiast, which you are a girl after my own heart. I can't wait to hear more about this. And Natalie has over 20 years of experience in sales, business, and networking, and she helps mission-focused pros and business owners build online networks full of happy clients and true fans so they can create success on their own terms. I can't wait to dive into all of this. Hello, welcome. Thanks for being here, Natalie. Oh, yay, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, so great. Okay, so the way this these episodes typically work is, you know, I know that nobody lands on top of the mountain and I'm always interested and as are our listeners to hear a little about how on earth you ended up doing what you do uh, and what your background is and what that journey looked like. So can you just take us back, back, back a little to before you were kind of the, the story that you are now? Yeah, absolutely. And I love what you said, like no one lands on top and that could not be further from the truth. Like, oh, I think back on, you know, my experience in sales, particularly, that was really a big part of my journey. And what's funny about it is I'm the least competitive person you're ever going to meet. I truly want everyone to win, but yet I land in this highly competitive industry. How interesting. Yeah. Right. And so when I started 20 coming up on 25 years, which is so crazy, there wasn't the information that we have now, which is in my opinion, more focused on relationships. So 25 years ago, it was very aggressive, these aggressive tactics to talk people into doing whatever you want them to do. And here I am in a mostly male dominant industry. And I was in my early twenties selling investments to retirees. And most of them were looking at me like, um, I have socks older than you. (laughs) And I, here I am selling them investment advice. It's kind of funny when I think back on it. But I spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to feel comfortable in my role as a salesperson. So I invested in training. I invested in books and and all of the things that you would look to when you're trying to find your way. Mm -hmm. But everything just continued that whole cycle of those aggressive tactics. They always be closing. And it just never felt right to me. And then fast forward a little bit, I spent 15 years in the real estate industry. So when I left that investment world, Mm -hmm. I went into the real estate world and still struggled every day with the processes that you have to go through when selling yourself and selling your service. And I remember going to called prospecting school where I intentionally signed myself up for two days of cold calling and it was completely miserable, but the coach picked up on my misery, of course. And every time I would be on the phone, he'd plug in, which would cause me to totally freeze. And it was just 
it was torture. So about halfway through the first day, he pulled me aside and was giving me one of those kind of make you feel bad type lectures. You know what, what they do when they're trying to motivate salespeople, I guess is, is the best way to put it. And he could see that that wasn't landing with me, that I wasn't going to be motivated by those tactics. And he said, you know, I think you're being too hard on yourself. You are here to help people and you just happen to help people with real estate. Now, there was something in that that I had the biggest light bulb moment. I went back to my phone area, called back literally everyone who hung up on me and said, hey, you know, it's me again. I stopped using the script, stopped using everything that I had been taught through that training. And I was just like, hey, I'm calling to see if I could help. And the way that people received me was so different. And the way that they responded to me, and I ended up making more appointments than anyone throughout that two days. Some were clients up until I sold that business in 2017. And I remember going back to my office and saying, okay, instead of prospecting, instead of cold calling, instead of all of the lead generating, I'm going to find people who I can help. I stopped running all my ads. I stopped going through the, the technical processes. I still used the tools at the time, the phone, those sort of things to find people who I could help. And what was crazy that happened that year, I had people showing up to my office just saying, can you help us? Other agents, clients coming to me saying, can you help us? I'm like, well, you know, technically I'm not supposed to you. That's why you have them, but they weren't returning their phone calls. They weren't answering their questions. And so I would answer their questions and direct them back to their agent. But then when they knew someone that needed help, they would then send them to me. And that year, my business tripled no ads, but people kept coming to me and saying, Hey, we see your ads. I'm like, that's so funny. Cause I'm not running any ads, but <laughs> thank you. They just must assume that that's yeah. how they do. Yeah. And they just kept saying, we know you can help. Now about that time I was starting to build my team. So I had other agents that were coming in and I just started training them with this hyper-focused service mentality, finding people who you can help using the tools and to me, what I didn't realize at the time, it was that hyper emphasis and focus on the relationship, the hyper emphasis and focus on using your skills, tools, and knowledge to help others. Yeah. And then you fast forward a little bit further down the road. And, you know, I loved the training side of it. I loved helping my agents who were leaving from like a salary or something type of job where they had that consistent paycheck and they were going into the unknown where it's commission only. And at first they were, they were terrified, but then to see them evolve and make six figures, multiple six figures, go on to build their dream home, go on to start businesses, all of these things that literally changed their life. And I said to myself, I want to do this, but I don't want to be limited to a market, an industry a city, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to let that real estate business go after we went through a pretty extreme market cycle. And I just didn't have it in me anymore. And I wanted to take what I had learned about selling and then going out and helping other people apply that in their business. And particularly the mission focused I, I believe there's a reinvention movement that's taking place right now. And, and, and it has been for a while, but I think last year really spotlighted 
the, you know, we're going through, we're checking off all the boxes, we're doing all the things, but there's still this sense of a void or there's this unfulfillment. And how do we take our experiences and put a mission around it, build that community around that, and then help people on a just deeper level. And that to me is what it means to, to reinvent, but also to be that mission focused. And then my role is to really help them put those relationships to the forefront, use these tools. Like now we have these virtual tools, we have social media. How do we connect with people in such a way that focuses on the relationship, that focuses on the mission, that common bond, and then make the difference that we want to make in our businesses. I, I everything you said just what landed so beautifully, and uh, I couldn't help but like be nodding the entire time you're talking, <laughs> and how refreshing it is to kind of flip the script on yes. sales because it's not about getting a sale it's about giving service or giving support and yes. to flip that you know so many people talk about that like icky sales feeling they get mm-hmm. if you're on the side of being sold oh. to or if you're on the right. side of you know trying to make a sale and yeah. I think most people's I shouldn't say everyone's but the majority of people have good intentions absolutely to serve and to help they've just never had it boiled down quite as simply as the way that you just put it is sales is just helping somebody get get some kind of solution to whatever it is that they need and when you position yourself as someone who's helping how could you not you can't feel icky you can only feel good or feel empowered to be like well what do you do for a living well I help people solve problems mm-hmm. now it sounds pretty great and empowering so yeah. you know good for you I did want to ask one question about when you were starting because mm-hmm. I'm always interested in how people kind of like narrow in on this, this niche or niche, depending where you are in the world. And so it was something that was making you uncomfortable. It was something that like you weren't feeling was your strength or, you know, Mm -hmm. your thing. And so before you decided to like double down, triple down, take all the courses, why, Mm -hmm. what was it about sales that had you just be like, I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to make it work. Like, how did you choose that as your path, even though you were really kind of uncomfortable and struggling? Yeah. No, that's a great question. And this sound, I, I don't know, this might sound cheesy, but it's kind of like it almost chose me because I didn't necessarily want to be a salesperson. It just seemed like everything that I did, there was a common theme. Mm. And to me at the time, what I was doing is I was checking the boxes, right? You got to go to school doing that check. Mm -hmm. I was going to school and working full time. So check, check, you got to make a living. You got to go to school. And what was so funny about my journey with school is I'm a writer. I've always just been drawn to the creative process. So my degree when I started was communication and journalism at UNLV that and that's in Las Vegas and um for some if, you, if you're wondering like where the heck is UNLV I'm like don't assume right <laughs> so um someone said to me and it's so funny because when I think back on this person and they had zero credibility and and I took their advice to heart and it really was a pivot that I took that in hindsight it worked out but they said well you can't make money in journalism you can't make money in that and I was like, oh, no, you can't. Oh, well, I better switch my degree to business, which I, I did. 
And that's the degree that I got. And then I just would continue checking off the boxes. And that was this part of me through this whole journey was even though I was doing what I thought I was supposed to do, what the, the acceptable things for success, I guess you could call it. And then when I arrived to a point much later in my career, and this is why I think the conversations you're having with people are so important because there is there, there is, you can only push for so long and you can only go against what you feel in your heart and your soul to where either something crazy is going to happen to get your attention or you start to get sick and you, or, you know, and to me, it was the constant stress of pushing that eventually my body started to say, okay, you're not going to slow down. I'm going to slow you down. Mm -hmm. And I started to develop things like chronic fatigue and just constant tension and, and stress in my body. And when I realized it was because I wasn't listening to myself, that that's when I started to say, okay, how can I take what I've learned on this journey as a salesperson, which the thing that I love about sales is that you get to help people. That that's was what kind of drove me to keep doing that. And then when I figured it out for myself, what it meant, and I had that year where it didn't, it was effortless. And it was because I was, I felt in a different energy. It was like you said earlier, that giving versus getting, mm -hmm. if you can shift into giving mode, it feels a lot easier and it flows and things seem to work out when you're in getting, you're like in that chasing mode and it feels hard and it feels heavy and nothing you do seems to work and it's exhausting. Right. So it's like getting to this place where I take all of my lessons and I do love business. I love the art of creating something and then offering it to the world. So I feel like I'm now in this place where I can merge my two loves, which at the time business and sales wasn't a love. It became a love later on down the road. But now I get to do all the writing and the creating. And, and it's kind of like a full circle mo moment with the communications and the journalism. I mean, I'm not technically a journalist, but we have these amazing tools that we can create and provide value and help other people. And we have all of these channels that we are able to do that. And so it's like this massive full circle moment for me. I love that. I, I really want to dig into what it is that you're doing now, but I can't help but just shine a light on how like profound it is that no matter what you're trying, like even in the world of sales, in your specific example, your authentic like expression of it still finds a way to break through yep. and no matter what we're choosing we don't no matter what the industry and I'm learning the more I'm talking you know to hundreds and hundreds of entrepreneurs is that it the the container doesn't really matter you can still bring your authentic expression to it and then it will just explode and flow and feel great. So whether sales wasn't your thing to start with, you've now like morphed it into something that's so aligned and so energetically matched with you. It's just allowing yourself to go there to say, well, even though this isn't the way that it's done, yep. it feels like me and it feels like my stamp inside of this industry. And then having the courage to do something different. Yes. And that's yes. why I really want to dig into what it is that you're doing now, because, you know, it's quite unique and different from just your traditional sales mm -hmm. and sales training and sales, you know, participation. So yeah, talk to me a little bit about, talk to us a little bit about what you're doing now and how that works. 
Well, I look at it as we have to break outside of the box and that, you know, to me selling like here, this is how you sell. And there's really no one way or right way to do it. It really is about the connection that someone feels with you. And you're absolutely right. You said earlier, we've all been on the receiving end where you could tell that that person had one agenda and it was a one-sided agenda. It was not anything that they had any consideration on your well-being or benefit, right? And people can feel that energy. There's that energy exchange. So what I like to do now and what, how I help people as far as setting up their cells is it's called the magnetic formula. So how do you become magnetic to those who you want to make a difference for? It's that community you know, I look at it differently versus having a personal brand. It's more of that community brand. And you are that leader or that expert or that, that influencer that then brings people into this container and then gives them the value that you can provide based on your, your expertise, your experiences, your stories, all of that sort of stuff. And that's, it's that unspoken bond. That's what people really connect with when you are true to yourself in that regard versus trying to be someone else. So when I looked at social media, for example, because that is the tool now, yes. we're going to throw out some technical terms. I don't believe anyone likes to feel like a lead. So when someone says, I've got a lead generate, again, thinking about the energy of when you show up to lead generate, and then no one wants to feel like a lead, there's a disconnect there, right? Mm -hmm. So how do we use these tools to go out and find people that we can help? So I have a three-part process to this formula. So the first is impression. So how do you make that memorable first impression? How do you, in a sense, find your people? It's like that call out to your community. And how do you position yourself that there's that bond that the second that they see you or they come into your world, they're like, yes, this is where I belong. This is where I need to be. They self-select, right? So they go in and they come into your world and that's when the relationship begins. The second part is the interaction phase. So the quickest way to build rapport with someone is to be interested. So we're going out, we're using these tools and we're putting out all of this stuff and we're saying, hey, look, you know, this, it's like these personal marketing billboards, right? And we're not showing interest in those that we want to connect with. But in order to become interesting, you must be interested. So this interaction process is just that. It's being genuine in the sense of going out and expressing interest in those that you want to build a relationship with. How do you connect with them? How do you further the relationship? And you have to consider we're wired to accept what is familiar and reject what is unfamiliar. So if you are networking online, and this is why I believe hands down that cold, just random sales pitches don't work, is because you are unfamiliar. They don't know who you are. They're not... It's our human instinct to back away from being from the unfamiliar. But as soon as you start showing up and being top of mind and engaging with them and interacting with them, and that can look like comments and likes and messages that are not one-sided, that are truly in the spirit of getting to know someone. And then you start to become familiar, which then that's when trust can start to become established. And then the third phase is the influence phase. And it's not from a marketing perspective. I like to call it your content posting strategy, not your marketing strategy, because it's, it's supporting the efforts 
in becoming familiar and becoming that trusted resource, becoming that person that is giving, that then your network says, yes, I self-select. I want what it is that you have to offer. You can be transparent. You can tell them what it is that you offer, but you mix in with that that value, that giving. And to me, when you show up in that regard from a content posting perspective, it isn't about getting the likes and getting the followers and getting the views and getting all of that stuff. Because again, that's in the energy of getting. But when you really show up in the energy of giving and you take that time to find what is it that my community wants and needs from me, and then you give that to them and you be front and center. You know, if, if you have a content posting strategy and you are not front and center, how can someone connect and build a relationship with you, right? So it's that whole dance of bringing people into your world, becoming familiar, becoming that established resource, that trusted resource, and then giving them the value. So at, at some point or another, they say, yes, I'm ready. They self-select. It's their free will to say, I'm ready for what it is that you have to offer. And to me, I, I have a book called Taking the Cell Out of Cells. That's what it means to sell without selling. You're giving and, and allowing them to make the choice on when they're ready to invest further in themselves, whatever your service is. Yeah, I, it's it's so great because people do want to buy. People want support. Yeah. They want help. They want to be mentored or they want to be, you know, provided with a solution to their problem. They just don't necessarily want to be feeling like they're sold to all the time. Like how many times have we walked into a store knowing you want to buy something, but then as soon as you're kind of sold to, like many times I've turned around and walked out based on that experience. Whereas I had self-selected, I'd already self-selected to, to be in there. And so yeah. I think that's such an important distinction that it's not that like we aren't imposing ourselves as, as people who have something to offer, like people can self-select and we're big boys and girls and we do want to buy things. We do want help. And we are looking for the right match of who can help us. And, and I think, yeah, social media is a great way to do that. If done effectively, which is Absolutely. almost like you don't notice, you don't even notice. You're just like, you don't feel like there's any sale. You're just like, who is that? And, oh, that's something that I really need. And, oh, I bet you they could help me out. It's almost like uh, an invisible mm -hmm. cell if that's, you know. Yeah, it is. And I, I find with a lot of people who are using social media, it's like, they're all trying to find like that strategy or do this. And yes, there are some strategies that help you to cultivate those relationships. But when again, when we approach it from the getting perspective versus the giving perspective, or on the other side of the coin, it's when you struggle to put yourself out there because you, you know, we all hear the terms like imposter syndrome or who am I, or, you know, we question our, our, our worth and being able to, to help people at that capacity. And to me, what, how I like to look at it from that perspective is, when you feel those pains of self-doubt, it's really important to stop and pay attention to what is trying to come through and tell you, because oftentimes it's something that is ready to be healed. And when you look at what value is and what a sell is, like that exchange of value, right? So you have a service that has that is offering value and then they're giving you the symbol of value, which is money in exchange for that value. So it's just a value exchange. 
And when you're starting to put yourself out there in a capacity where you want to serve others in your business and you feel those, those pings of like, who am I or everyone else is already doing or whatever that is, like get really curious. So when you do show up, you are so centered and grounded in the value that you offer that people will naturally want to do that exchange in value for you. Just look at money simply as that symbol mm-hmm. of the, you know, the symbol of value. And that when you are in that place of knowing the value that you provide, it's naturally going to come to you versus, okay, I've got to go out and the, this is the latest and greatest platform I need to be on, or this is the latest and greatest strategy that is going to get people to buy from me. You have to start to really look at why you are wanting to bypass the relationship building process. Where is that disconnect in the value so that it's, again, that whole magnetic process? How how do you become magnetic to the value? And it is being and knowing the value that it is that you provide to them. And there, then there's that natural exchange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I feel like people can also just kind of relax into a bit once you're clear that you're providing that value and it's something that they need and want, all of a sudden it doesn't show up as any, there's no convincing to do. There's no, you know, like banging people over the head. It's just, you have what they're already looking for yes. and you believe yes. in that. Or yeah. even that banging your head against the wall as, as a business owner trying to figure out how do I get people, how do I get in front of people, how do I get visible, how do I get them to buy my stuff. And when you're in that figure out heavy figure out mode, you're there's a disconnect in the energy, right? So that's when it starts to feel like that uphill battle. Oh, no matter what I try, it just doesn't seem to work. I did this and it didn't work. And then you see someone else doing the same thing. And it works flawlessly for them. You're like that. Hmm, it's something wrong with me mm. where it's like, no, the only difference is, is they are really grounded in the value that they provide and they're using this as a tool. So it's like get grounded in that value and then you'll start to see and, and get ideas and be led to things that work really well for you because there truly isn't a one size fits all. Everyone is different and that's okay. We're, we're, we're meant to be different. <laughs> Yeah, so insightful. I mean, this whole conversation has just been so refreshing and so insightful. You can tell you've kind of gone through this transformation personally and, you know, walked on both sides of this conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I really appreciate you sharing all of that in such detail with us. So just before, before we wrap up here, how do people actually work with you now? Is it like one-on-one coaching? Is it like, what, what is it that you actually are offering your clients? So for a while, it's been more of a done for you type model where I would help them optimize their profiles based on their community brand and their mission, and then set them up with their daily networking and interaction plan, and then creating their six month content posting plan, and then training their admin support on how to best support them. Because oftentimes people will outsource and then the person they're outsourcing to needs that creative direction. And you're like, well, wait a minute. That's why I'm hiring you. Cause I don't yeah. know what to say or what to do, right? It's like this, this circle yeah. that we start to find ourselves in. And then I just was, especially with what happened in 2020 and more people were like, okay, I I'm now sold on why we need to be online and use the virtual tools. Like we were all pretty much forced. 
So I needed to duplicate myself. And so I, I, take, I took my entire system and put it into a digital format to where I could work with a number of people simultaneously and bringing them through the magnetic online networking process. So I still take some done for you clients. It just depends, um, but it is getting more to where uh, the system is set up where they can work through it with me from a virtual perspective and then any additional support that they need, we're always there for them. And it also is a training resource. Again, speaking to the admin or the social media manager or the online business manager, having that qualified support so you can continue to be consistent because consistency is a very key element in being seen online and having that training so your energy is freed up to be interacting and meeting people and bringing on new clients and delivering your services while simultaneously being visible with your online network and growing that. So a big part of it is training your admin support person to support you and make sure that you're as consistent as possible while being front and center of your online yeah. networking efforts. Yeah, that's, it's so interesting because I see a lot of people and, you know, I've been guilty of it myself from time to time where when you start to hand things off, you almost start to like become less and less present inside of it and to find a balance of how to maintain yourself being front and center and yes. still having support and help uh, is a fine, is a fine line. It can feel like a lot of plate spinning. So I love that oh, there's nice. somebody like you who is, you know, really providing this support and guidance because plate spinning and not really knowing the ins and outs and how to do things and you're trying new things and you feel like you're switching strategies all the time in social yeah. life, mm -hmm. you know, you're really just kind of like throwing spaghetti at the wall. All yeah. people want is like, how do I bring my authentic voice here? How do I find yes. my way of serving people so that people that are a match will find me? So it's so incredible that that's, that's what you do. So I'm going to look you up. I think you're ah, wonderful. Absolutely. I think everything that you're doing is so great. Where do we go? How do we find you? How do we learn more about your work? So everything is my name, Natalie Clune. It's K-L-U-N, uh, natalieclune.com. Any of my social media is Natalie Clune. And yeah, I, I love to hang out on LinkedIn. If you're on LinkedIn, find me, send me a message. I also hang out on Facebook. I'm a little bit on Instagram or you can always send me an email. I, I, I love hearing from people in whatever way is the, the, the channel that is most natural for them. Wonderful. Okay. Well, thank you. I'm like blown away and how much great information we just packed into such a short time. So thanks for sharing all of your wisdom and your journey because your, your journey is such an important part of how mm -hmm. your style of work has yes. kind of come to life and how you've been able to put your own unique stamp on what it is that you do. And so I, I so appreciate you. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, thank you, Carrie. Yeah, you bet. Okay. And for everyone listening at home, we will see you next week. And until then, my friends, choose unstoppable. Thank you so much for listening today. It would mean the world to me if you enjoyed the content to please leave a review and a rating and subscribe to the show. It'll help others find us so that we can spread this important message. We'll see you in the next episode. Until then, choose unstoppable.